Sound Advice. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Sound Advice. I'm Kirsten. I'm Marcus. I'm Kelsey. And welcome. We're back. We're back. All right, so today's show is kind of crazy. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Why is that? Well, we've got some of the best segments ever. Do we? Well, Strap yourself into a car. I'll let you listeners be the judge. That's a reference for later. Oh, true, true, true. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on to that one. Hang on to that. All right, so. First segment. Whoop, whoop. Is is yay it? or nay brought to you by yours truly, Marcus D. What? MD. It's been a while since I heard some yays or nays. I know, so let's get right into it. So yay or nay is simply the segment where I throw out some stuff to see if you guys are willing to do it, which is yay, or willing to not do it, or wait, that don't even make sense. Not willing to do it, <laughs> willing to which is nay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Let's so the first started. thing, are you ladies willing to participate in Fear Factor? The television series? Yes, I just yes. Stumbled. The show series, the series. The series. Are you willing to do it? Okay, um, well, is it like 1990s Fear Factor or present day Fear Factor? Let's say present day since, you know, we in the present. The yeah. one with Luda. Because it is different. Is Ludacris the official host? He is the official host. Are you Ludacris. positive? I'm positive. Because we watched one episode last week of Fear Factor. Who was it? Who was the host last it was, week? It was Ludacris. But, yeah, it's Ludacris. But it yeah. might be like different guests. Nah, nah. Nah, it's, it's definitely Luda. him. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Luda. It's a weird uh, host Why are you choice. questioning it? Because uh, Luna doesn't seem fit to uh, host. I said it. Dang, Advice girl. New controversial wow. Opinions. Dang. I thought Luda was a great, a great pick. I think he's just a weird guy in general. He is kind of weird. No, he's he's like, like he stalks me. Like I've seen him what? in concert like three times uh, against my will. Um, <laughs> what? And like he's always he's everywhere. So I'm not a fan of Luda. <laughs> I have not seen him in concert once. Although what are you I talking like about? The only time I, Gator Girl was that a time? Uh, he was at Gator Girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But then I went to like a baseball game, and he was there afterwards performing for some reason. And there was another time. Because he's making money, girl. He's trying to get that money. But he's always there, and I'm like, no. But anyway, that is not the question. Um, participate in Fear Factor. I guess, like, I'm assuming the people who go on get paid, right? Oh, well, you would get well, paid if you win. But you also get paid just to appear, I imagine. For real? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of those kinds of shows is, like, so many people want to be on them and just want the fame that they don't care about the money aspect. Yeah, in fact, I thought that they paid to get on the show. What? And then... We should look this up. Then look it up. But I'm pretty sure people get compensated, like any other reality show. Like, here you get... You know, 20 bucks. And probably, like, actors don't get paid that much. <laughs> 20 bucks to get off Fear Factor? But regardless of whether I was paid or not, I guess. I mean, yeah, I would pay- you be willing to, you know, like, eat some spiders? And would you be willing to, like, get in a tank with snakes? I mean, I wouldn't do it voluntarily, I don't think. But I think if I had to do it, I wouldn't mind it. And I feel like I would totally win. Like, people on that show are chicken. Like, just do it. Just do it. I mean, do you have any kind of fear of insects? Eh. Arachnids? You know, I've, I've dealt with so many spiders this past week. I could do anything. So Luda's definitely the host, by the way. Okay, good to know. Um, thank you, fact checker Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten's out here fact checking for us. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, but spiders, I'm okay with snakes. I'd kind of be okay with. I don't like the scorpion stuff. You know, those are scary. But the thing is, you could prepare for what's coming because you can see prior episodes, and it's always the same thing. Yeah, most of the episodes are are very similar. So, guys, can I just? tell you some of these episode titles Please yes do. so obviously no one really sees the titles of these because they're just like made for you know like to put somewhere on i guess this wikipedia mm-hmm. but we have broken hearts and bloodbaths tall crappuccino oh no 
the bees are so angry. <laughs> and then leeches and shaved heads and tear gas. Oh, my. Uh, and then the last one. What? Hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, unaired in the U.S. due to content concerns. What? Is this, is this <laughs> with like a, a donkey? A donkey and, and it's unaired. Activities? I'm trying to see this episode right here, man. I, I'm trying to see that. I don't. But what's the whole bald head one? What? What's up with tall crappuccino, man? Oh, literally, what? <laughs> what are Okay, maybe I wouldn't do Fear Factor after hearing Yeah, Fear Factor is a little, it's a little above our league, man. I didn't know it was like that. That's scary. I thought it was just like bugs and height sometimes. What about you, Clark? Do you have any like opinion on oh, whether you do it or not? I definitely would not go on it. Dang, ever. bro. No, I feel like there's a lot different, better ways to get $25,000 that I'm not aware of. In like an hour. It's not an hour. hour it's but... like, it's probably a month. What? Because you have to go record for a bunch of time. It's and they have to do pre-production, and then they have to like interview you, and they have to go through all these health checks, to background checks. It's probably a very long process. It's probably like they probably do week. have to sign more waivers and stuff too, instead of like you know if you're on Family Feud. It's definitely not like a day or an hour thing though, because they film over at least a week. Dang. Maybe a week, yeah, but but like I think with all the extra stuff, it'd be like two weeks probably. Well, I mean, still two weeks for twenty-five thousand dollars. If you win though, there, there's like a very slim chance you'd win. Did you find out if they get paid or not? I didn't. Um, I guess they don't probably list that stuff online. Yeah. I probably have to find like a secret blog or something. Secret blog. But yeah, I um, just don't think that would be worth the money. Hmm. Like if it's not guaranteed money, it's not worth like it wouldn't be worth it to me. Because if someone said like get in a bed, get in a thing with snakes, I'll give you twenty five thousand dollars. I'd be like, okay. But like if it's a competition that goes on for a while. Right. Kind of like compete. With this person who's going to get in a bed of snakes. Yeah, and they're like a bunch of macho people and like more athletic people. Because there's a lot of, a lot of athleticism yeah. in the show. I just probably would be aware that I wouldn't win. So It's still like a story to tell though, and I like that. Uh, that's strange. Don't live, your, <laughs> don't live your life just to tell stories. Well, that would be interesting though. So we got a yay from Kelsey. Yeah. Nay from Kirsten. What about you, Marcus? Hey, I would totally do it because... That show is for weenies, man. That show is nothing, you know? Like, those snakes that they put on that show and stuff, those things are all, like, sedated and stuff. Like, they're not going to actually hurt you, you know? So, like, what's the point? I mean, I'm going to get in the tank with some sedated snakes and stuff. I'm okay with that. That's nothing. Even if I don't win the 25 grand, like, that's easy money, man. I guess. Guys, there's, okay, sorry to change it so much, but a lot of personal, professional uh, animal trainers have refused to be on the show because they ask, uh, they ask them to do stuff that's illegal with animals. What? So there's like that, some unethical stuff in that, that, I can see that. Like even like the snakes themselves. Like I, I don't know if there's like animal yeah, rights and activists for snakes, says, but stuff like that is mean. In January 2005, an episode featuring a stunt involving blended rats. What? Ooh, yo, I do remember there was an episode one time where like they had like dead rats and they made like a stew out of it. <sighs> and then people had to eat it. So they just get the rats and like kill them. Yeah, and then some. One of the contestants said he had his blood pressure was so high he almost, um, well, he vomited. So he was like trying to sue from that. Also, like they made them oh, come one on, time. Man. You know, you signed a waiver. But they made them one time um, go through electric wires and they could have died if like they touched the wrong one. Jesus. Like actually, uh, right, the show is sounding worse and worse. <laughs> as long as they don't put, you know, like <laughs> oh guys, what? the hee haw one oh, featured no. contestants drinking dogs. Donkey semen and urine. What? So That's they refused to air bro. it. Um, who who came up with that? Ludacris was Ludacris. That was all Ludacris. <laughs> Luda. 
Ludicrous. That idea is straight up ludicrous. That's disgusting. <laughs> but seriously, like they had them drinking donkey urine. And that semen. I don't know if I could. Do. I don't know if I could consume anything. Like oh. I, I throw up very easily. I feel the same way. I feel like consuming stuff would be the the hardest part yeah. of the competition for me. They always put together some weird concoction of nasty stuff, and I'm just not about it. Frappuccino. <laughs> Who wants a tall frappuccino? All right, so that you was got a gross like the blended rats. Come <sighs> on. What did, what did they do with those? Did they, they didn't drink them, know. right? Did they swim um, through them? No, you got to eat them, man. You got to eat the blended rat. That you know, can't it's be like a, a thing. I guarantee it. They made blended rat smoothie. Rats carry diseases. You know, they probably got that at Tropical Cafe right now, man. Stop. They got <laughs> they got blended rat. It's a seasonal specialty. Tropical Cafe, you want to sponsor us? Wow, now I really <laughs> want to like look into like Fear Factor and its behind the scenes and like animal cruelty true like, like there's a it sounds like there's a lot of issues with the show so that's also reasoning behind why i wouldn't do it because yeah. of the moral factor <laughs> wow wow Kirsten's look at, so look at clark yeah she's so righteous <laughs> righteous um i don't want to see blended rats true yeah i'm, I'm kind of leaning towards nay now but i think if the opportunity presented itself like i was there already and they were just like hey come on the show i might be like okay i would do like the one that's at universal yeah that's what i was y'all some weenies man get on the real show it's not eat about some being rats. a weenie it's like go eat store little it's not even like the scared thing it's, it's like, like why do it why in my Mickey life Mouse. would i think that's like a fun <laughs> or reasonable thing to do i guess like in my lifetime that's not something i want to experience all right. all right i got you all right what's the second one marcus but good question there yeah Second one is, would you guys be willing to get on any kind of public counseling slash help show? So I'm talking stuff like Dr. Phil, Maury, Jerry Springer. Would you guys be willing to get on that show as one of the legitimate guests? Yay or nay? I mean, what's what's the why would I? <laughs> like, <laughs> OK, let's say Dr. Phil, right? Let's say you uh, hey, Dr. Phil. <laughs> let's say you have some kind of issue with your with your spouse, right? Let's say your man's is acting up and you got problems and you don't know nothing to do other than go to Dr. Phil. Dr. Would you be willing to do that? Jump on Dr. Phil to talk. I, it's not even a real doctor. You couldn't help me. You're right, though. Let's say, let's say, you know, your, your, your boy gets you pregnant and you don't know what to do because he's denying a kid. Would you get on Maury <laughs> to prove that it's his Maury. kid? No. That's on <laughs> live television. Live television. Hey, but if it's if you know it's his kid, you know what's 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 the problem? You know, it's not oh, like you're gonna get exposed. Maury. I hate the Is idea of like. <laughs> yeah, it's Jerry. Wait, Jerry. I think it's both. I think it's probably both. both. Yeah, it's probably both. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards what Kirsten's saying. Like, why would you ever go on a show like that and just kind of like ruin your reputation? Like, what if you wanted a career after that and they looked yes. you up and it was like girl crazy girl gone wild on jerry springer like what <laughs> although that catch me outside girl like made her career from that yeah, yeah catch me phil. outside girl's now got a million dollar contract yeah. and it Is all kind of spiraled out of yeah a million dollars dr phil all off of dr phil yeah, ain't she, that crazy she got a record deal she's living life hey now that's me, so upsetting she's like a terrible person i know she's off not even that bat. talented man she's not even that talented but like but. she was on there for like being extremely awful to her mom yeah. like that's so sad Part of me is like happy that maybe she'll have the money to like get out of her situation, but also I feel like anybody that young with that kind of money is just gonna abuse it. So. But think about this though, as just a quick tangent. What if all of that was staged and that she really does not treat her mom like that, and that was all just a ploy for her to get popularity, fame, and then eventually money? I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of those people are on those shows. Like nobody is. Well, I guess there's some people who are that crazy, 
like a lot of people on like Mori, like they just start fights just to start fights and everything. And like Mori Jerry. is crazy. I do feel as though people get compensated on the Mori show because, I mean, I just could not see myself exposing myself like that, ever. You yeah. know, I would never. You'd never catch me just on a show like you know. Marcus says the baby ain't his. You know, like <laughs> you'll never catch me. There, I turn yeah. in. I'm like, don't catch what? you outside. Yeah, you won't catch me on Doctor Phil. I mean, you just won't see me doing none of that. How about that? But also, I'm a pretty private person, so I yeah. cannot imagine, like, putting anything on air. Like, I don't tell friends certain stuff. I would not broadcast it on Yeah, like, your whole TV. business, everything about your, especially, like, on Maury, like, this is not just, like, your business. This is, like, your sexual life. Like, yeah. these people are out here exposing all of it. Meanwhile, though, I would love to be in the audience. <laughs> like, as oh, a yeah. member. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Get be... in the audience and just, just scream with the audience. Oh, yes. That sounds like, hilarious. <laughs> I'm curious if the audience, like... They're not allowed to say if it's how fake it is or like what they tell them to do. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I imagine a lot of it's very superficial. Is that the word? Artificial. Artificial. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think, especially Doctor Phil is like there's real stories behind yeah. it, but like Maury is it lit- it looks completely fake. It definitely does. Jerry Springer is just wild. I don't even know what Jerry Springer is. Oh, I Jerry Springer is even faker than Maury. Yeah, but like I feel as though the audience you don't have to tell them anything. Like they're just excited. That's true. To be on. You just you're, they're just excited to be on the show. So you just get them on the show. They just start screaming and clapping anytime. So get their Jerry beads. Yeah, you know. So God. I mean, they just they just chilling. Jerry beads. You know What's that? It? You don't know what that is? If an audience member, like a girl, like if she lifts her shirt and like flashes, oh my God, her breasts, uh, then she gets like beads, like. That's just be why, a necklace from like a bouncer or something. Why would or you Jerry, be proud of like having that? So many people do it. They're like, I want my Jerry beads. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it happens like every episode. Yo, can I get me some Jerry beads? Like, does it work like that for me? I'm no. trying to get some Jerry beads. You'd probably have to. Oh, no, so heck no. <laughs> can you imagine like putting that in your room as like a proud trophy? Like, <laughs> got these off of Jerry Springer. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, episode four. Uh, all right, so we're all nay for that one. Yeah, that's definitely a nay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I like what. Well, I actually don't like watching it, but like, yeah, me I would never. <laughs> All right, triple nay. Last one. Okay. Would you guys be willing to be a stunt double? So let's say your favorite actor or actress. What's your favorite actress, Kelsey? Ooh, actress. Stunt actress. Stunt actress. Well, I was gonna say Drew Barrymore, but she was in Charlie's Angels, so Drew Barrymore. I don't look like her though, but either way, just, <laughs> let's just say some fact. Since we don't really look like a lot of people, let's just say any actor or actress in general that you'd be willing to do a stunt for. But, like, would you be willing to do it? If you were willing to do it. I I think I'm going to say no for this one. Nay. Because just because it's so dangerous. Like, stunt doubles get hurt all the time. And it's, like, a risky job, and people kind of underestimate stunt doubles. And it might be cool if it was, like, something I could actually physically do, but I, I ain't about that. I got you. I got you. Clark? Well, actually, as a kid, like, um, when I watched behind the scenes stuff, I kind of wanted to be a stunt double. Really? Like, I didn't think I'd actually be one, but I was like, oh, that looks kind of <laughs> cool. Um, and also, too, I kind of like the idea of, like, pushing yourself and stuff like that. Like, how far can you make your brain, you know what I mean? Do something, like, tell your brain to jump off the building and to the, you know, like. If it was safe, sure, but so many of the stunts aren't safe. And that's why the actors don't do them. Well, yeah. And also stunt doubles, like, I just feel like they don't care because they just like can push their brain to do stuff like that. So I think that's interesting cuz a lot of what we're scared of is just like our brains like holding us back instead of like the safety of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I would at least try it once. Like I don't think I'd want it. I wouldn't want it as a career, but like to be able to do it once and then you're on set and you meet all the actors and stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I think it sounds fun, 
But the reason I would not want to do it is just the fact that the person that I'm being a double for is not doing it. Like, just that makes me feel weird about it, you know? It's like the fact that they're like, okay, well, we're not going to risk this guy. We'll <laughs> risk you, all right? Is no, that cool? That's how it feels. And I, I'm just, I just don't want to be that guy, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, Kevin Hart doesn't want to do it. You know, he might get hurt, <laughs> but, you know, I'll go do it for him. You know, like, nah, I'm not trying to be that guy. And they get all the credit, too. Yeah, they get like, all the credit. That's true. Yeah. Also, though, I feel like lately um, in movies nowadays and TV shows, like, a lot of stuff they, that's shown is, like, actors doing it, which is cool. I feel like they're... Yeah. They're kind of for pushing them to do a little more, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, like in Game of Thrones, like a lot of that stuff they all of them actually do, mm-hmm. like fight scenes and stuff. So I think that's cool. Yeah, even in like Marvel movies, like I know Chris Evans who plays Captain America, like does crazy stuff because he's really fit, and but he'll like jump on a like helicopter like rigs, I guess that they just build. But I don't know, he does crazy stuff. It's cool. There was one video by Katy Perry. I don't know if y'all saw it. It was very recent. Oh my it's God, called Swish Swish. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Video so much. Like the video was so stupid, yeah. but. One thing that, you know, that just reminded me of was just the part where she's, like, doing a dunk, and it's a stunt double doing the dump, the dunk. And, like, I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, like, it's so obvious, like, a stunt double, right? It's so obvious. And then, like, they just showed the stunt double and her, like, clapping as if, like, you know, they planned that. You oh, know? yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. And, like, if I could do a stunt like that, I'd probably be more willing to do it. Where, like, I get some credit, you know? Mm. But, like, if I'm just being the stunt double and then, you know, I'm completely gone from that, like, after that, like, I'm completely disappeared. They kind of just paste the guy's face around me like anytime they, yeah, I'm not trying to do that, man. And get, I'm not trying to take the risk. I get that, but like, I feel like a lot of, um, what is it? A lot of jobs are like that. Like even in different parts of set, like if you do lighting, you don't really get credit. Like a lot of stuff, True. you just don't get credit for your work. It's just like the enjoyment factor you have of it and what you want to do as a career, you know? Like I think from that aspect, like a lot of stuff you don't get credit for. Yeah. I, don't, I get I, that. I get that. I think it'd be a really cool job, but it's not a job for me. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So I gotta say nay. Yeah, nay for me. Uh, I'm a just once, just once. He's I try a one time yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, should we move on to segment two? Let's do it. Sounds good. All right. So thanks for <laughs> that. Sounds good. Yeah, your nay segment, Marcus. That was good. Anytime, anytime. All right. So now we're gonna go a little less uh, comical, I suppose. Um, we're going to lean over back to Taboo Talks. Taboo. Taboo. Uh, and we're, today we're going to talk about uh, sexuality, specifically sexuality in college, because we're all college students here. And uh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey's about to not be. Yeah, not in college anymore. She's about to graduate, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, sexuality, I think, can be a very malleable thing or at least something a lot of kids want to explore and don't necessarily have the option to explore mm-hmm. like being at home like in a young age so when they go to college i think people are more willing to experiment i agree to spread their wings yeah. if you will how do y'all feel about that any thoughts well i feel as though first off that sexuality is um i guess like you said malleable that's a very interesting term for it mm. Uh, I was going to say it's like a uh, it's more of a spectrum. It's not a like a choose a side type thing. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm I'm straight or I'm gay or I'm bisexual or whatever. You know, it's like there's like a spectrum, you know, like you can be like, you know, deep on the, you know, straighter side, but still have attraction towards people of your own gender, like whatever. Like it's it's just whatever, you know, like it's not really set in stone. So there's that. And then in regards to like experimenting in college, if you make the decision to experiment, because I mean. You know, I didn't make that that decision. But if you do make that decision, then college is, like, the best place to do it. I mean, 
everybody is there for you to to support you and I guess let you do it. So it's definitely better than doing it in your hometown or you know college is the spot. Yeah, I feel like college is a lot less kind of conservative about that kind of stuff. So if you do have like doubts about you know whatever who you're into or what you're attracted to, like I think college is a nice place to kind of step out of your comfort zone because college it like provides the comfort for you like there's a lot of organizations there's a lot of like liberal students and even professors yeah like pretty much like any if you're looking for something there will be people that are doing that you know like there's like pretty much something for everybody so i also oh sorry oh it's all good yeah you can um just to play devil's advocate i also think to a lot of people say like you should experiment in college and like that's a big thing like you know stuff like that but just like if you're not comfortable with that and if you think if you're like you know what I'm like very comfortable with my sexuality I don't have to experiment like you don't I know like this is like not a huge issue but I I feel like um, because it's so talked about like you don't you have to realize you don't like need to experiment if you don't want to like it's not something that like if you don't want to it's not something you're missing out on or something it's just like if you want to you can but like you don't have to either no, I definitely agree. Like, one of my main points that I wrote down was, like, do what makes you comfortable. Right. Like, if Don't not, make yourself uncomfortable to do, just to, like, experiment. Yeah. Like, if you want to take the chance, then I say take it. You know, like, it's important to kind of discover yourself. And the only way to do that is to kind of, you know, push your bounds and maybe do extra stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're not comfortable with that or, like, you're already content, like, you kind of know who you are, then, yeah, don't feel pressured to, like, do anything. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and that's with more than just sexuality. That's with everything that you do in college, you know? Any kind of peer pressure, you should not feel, you know, obligated to do anything. So do whatever makes you feel comfortable. And you don't even have to experiment, but even if you do have these doubts for whatever reason, like, you can always talk to people as well. Like, you don't have to actually go out and experiment, but you can, like, talk to a close friend or whoever. Like, you can just be like, hey, uh, I'm just having these thoughts. Like, what do you guys think about it? Like, do you want to weigh in? Like, or I just want to, like, tell you because sometimes it can be a relief to just tell somebody but yeah yeah like a lot of people don't have that comfort at home Mm -hmm. you know like I can definitely say that like if I was to be bisexual or if I was to be gay like I could not tell my family yeah that's just you know just wouldn't it's just not even an option so you know being able to do that in college you know it's a relief to be able to have that opportunity to talk to somebody about it so Mm -hmm. if you feel that way sorry go ahead yeah it's all good but if you feel that way you know you got a place to talk to somebody about it so um going back on kelsey's point too is like it doesn't have to be there's it's not like it doesn't always have to be the moment you're like being intimate with someone is when you when you think to yourself oh like i do like the opposite sex or i do like different things like you can just feel that way about people without having to experiment so Mm -hmm. i really like the point of like you can talk to people without it being like if you're uncomfortable with like touch or just like you know, you don't know yourself that well yet. You don't have to like push yourself to do anything or try anything because it doesn't have to be that point in which you like um, discover your sexuality. It can be just feelings that you have. I like that. Sexuality doesn't pr- not nah, necessarily have to be sexual, at least when you're <laughs> experimenting. Like if you think about it, like growing up, if you knew you liked uh, the opposite sex, you didn't have to do anything with them right. to know that you just it was just how you felt. So it could be the same thing. And it can always dawn at a different time. Like some adults discover they're gay and mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's, I don't think you should also push yourself like, okay, in college I need to find out my sexuality. Like it can be before, it can be after. You definitely. Let it flow. Uh, we have a friend who did decide, he was a male, uh, who did decide like, hey, maybe I should try being with another guy though. And, you know, he tried it and he realized, hey, this wasn't for me. 
And that's perfectly okay too. Like even if you do like attempt to experiment, it's okay to then realize like, oh, okay, no, I'm definitely one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you just have to, it's like a self-discovery kind of thing. Like just, you just do what makes you comfortable again. And you shouldn't feel like ashamed of that, of Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, this don't work out. Like, uh, I don't know. You just, you shouldn't feel ashamed of experimenting at all. If anything, it's like a cool thing, like that you can reassure yourself or that you can like know more about yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. If anything, I mean, giving it thought at the very least and then, you know, deciding which way you feel you are, you know, whatever, like it'll really like, as you said, Kirsten, it'll just reassure yourself. Like you will have a stronger sense of yourself. Like you'll have a stronger sense of your sexuality. And and that's just a good thing. Like that's not a bad thing. So like personally, like, you know, I used to think about it, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, hey, like, you know, am I gay? Is there a possibility that I'm gay? And, you know, I really thought about it and I was like, nah, I'm not gay. And then like, it just really made me like, you know, just stronger in my sexuality. So I, I truly understand like how I am, you know? Yeah. That's a, even, yeah. Just even thinking with yourself, even if you don't really want to talk about it with other people, like just sit down and like, don't be scared to know yourself better. Uh, Marcus, like Marcus said, that's not a bad thing. Like, it's really a cool thing to just get to know yourself better and just like thinking alone about it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like, I feel like there's like a lot of outward, like um, a lot of people come out very strongly in their sexuality. And if you're not there, it might be like intimidating because you're not sure. And you're in kind of a middle ground possibly. So like, even if you just sit and really think about it yourself and like imagine your future with like the opposite sex, think of how that would feel again. It doesn't have to be sexual thoughts, just like your future and like your life with the opposite sex, like how you, or you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I agree. Like a lot, of, I think there's some kind of pressure for like a lot of kids to be like out and proud, and like that's totally fine if you are out and proud. Mm-hmm. Like do you do you? But like some kids just aren't comfortable doing that, or they're still like trying to, you know, think like decide whether they're one way or the other, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I think you definitely like just have like inner contemplation and uh, just get to know yourself. Yeah, get to know yourself and just know that you know, like I said earlier it's really not a choose a side type thing. Like it's not a, you know, you're this or you're that or you're that. Like it's a spectrum. So you can find yourself, you know, don't feel weird if you think that, you know, you're mostly attracted to guys or you're mostly attracted to girls, but then you somehow also have attractiveness to, you know, other people. Like it's, it's all natural. It's all good. Like it's just what it is, you know? So embrace that and like, you know, don't lie to yourself. Just, just keep it real. And don't be ashamed. And I also think too, like you shouldn't freak out about like, because guys are just, a lot of guys are just, like, very scared to think, like, other guys are just cute mm-hmm. or, wow, they look nice, they're attractive, like, they can't admit that, otherwise people say they're gay. Like, college is open, but there's also a lot of judgment and stuff like yeah. that, um, especially if, like, you have fraternities and sororities or something. Like, there's a very much, like, you can't say anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, don't be afraid of stuff like that. Like, just because you think a guy's attractive does not mean, like, you don't, I mean, it can mean you have, you're, like, bisexual or gay, but it doesn't have to mean that, like. You just Yo, like enjoy the, the presence. Truth. You tell can, the truth. Um, God, I'm so stumbly right now. You just enjoy like looking at people that are attractive. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like real talk, you know, like, like I said before, like I'm not gay, but I can definitely see a guy. And if he looks good, I'd be like, bro, like you look nice, dude. Like you look pretty, you know, like that's just <laughs> what it is. You know? Yeah. I see some good looking dudes in my day, man. And that's just what it is, man. They look good. <laughs> yeah. There is this weird sort of like homophobia is still very rampant, I guess. And I, there is a weird homophobia with that where it's just like, oh, we have to be like, like bro hug we can't just hug because you know oh, guys so yeah you gotta that. be macho yeah but I, I don't again i don't think it's wrong to like just look at nice looking people and be like hey they're nice looking yeah, yeah i kind of it's 
it is sad though because I think like immediately if you think college you do think like openness but like there's mm-hmm. still like exp- just guys like there's not much attention drawn to it but like they have so much pressure not to touch other guys or mm-hmm. be more than I don't know it's just like very anti-touch very anti like yeah guys feelings. have a lot of pressure they yeah. have a lot of pressure and to be you know very you know chauvinistic or you know macho or whatever yeah. like they have a they have a lot of pressure on them for that and I mean, you know, if that's the kind of person you are, that's just what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But, you know, you don't have to be that way, you know, like, like I said, it's a spectrum, you know, you don't have to see somebody, you know, who's another dude and be like, oh, you know, he's ugly just because he's a dude, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Like, you can admit that they look good if they look good and still be comfortable in your sexuality. So don't be scared of that. I think um, a funny example of the touching thing is like whenever you see two guys on like a scooter or like a motorcycle, there's always like a foot apart between them because they're so afraid to touch. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to fall off. Like, just hold him. It's okay. Nobody thinks you're like weird. I don't know. They're literally like putting their hands behind their back, holding yes. onto the back instead of just like. Yeah, that's just stupid. And man. they look miserable. It's like, just who cares? That's just, just stupid. Trust hold me, man. on. I don't care, man. I'm going to be holding you as tight as possible, man. <laughs> right. And you can take that how you want to, man. But hey. I'm just trying to be safe. I'm just trying to make it. Yeah. But it's kind of sad when you read like studies about how humans are supposed to be very like social, like touchy creatures, mm-hmm. because I feel like, especially in the United States, um, we have this culture where it's like, don't touch anybody. Like don't sit near anybody. Like don't even interact with like strangers for the most part. Yeah. And it's very strange because like we are supposed to be social creatures. So I guess like, here's what I'm saying. Like if you don't feel like sexual attraction for somebody, but you still think like, you know, they're a decent person or they're good looking or whatever it may be. Like, you're allowed to be close to them. Right. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with a little touchy feely. With their consent. Yeah, with consent. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to do whatever. Sit on their Just lap. go, go wild. Just go buck wild. <laughs> nah, but yeah, Kelsey's right. You know, I mean, we are supposed to be a social type creature. And uh, so if, you know, as long as the other person's cool, like, it's all yeah. good, man. Like, don't be afraid to to be more, you know, closely connected more physically connected like Mm -hmm. it's it's not a big deal like me like with my best friends like you know we're all over each other and we're just a bunch of dudes but like it doesn't change anything about how you are sexually or like anything like that it's just you know the comfort that you have with your fellow friends also i just want to bring up one last thing um i think it was kirsten who was talking about somebody she overheard um who found out that her roommate was gay Mm. and she was very uncomfortable with the fact and because like she had been undressing in front of her I guess and stuff like just as girls will do um but she was very uncomfortable and I feel like if you are in that situation that's I don't I don't think you should be uncomfortable like nobody has to come out to you like nobody I don't know it's just weird to me and you don't have to come out to other people like yeah if you know um if you knew who they are and their views, like you, you don't have to, it's just like personal information, like your phone number or something, you know, like you mm-hmm. do not have to tell your sexuality to everyone just cause, cause I feel like if you're gay or bi that people automatically like, Oh, you're supposed to tell everyone. It's like part of who you are, your description, but like it doesn't have to be. And you don't have, you don't have any obligation to tell anyone like what your sexuality is, especially if you have a feeling they might be, it might be frowned upon with them. Yeah, and it could be dangerous to come out sometimes, and, like, you have to kind of gauge that. I kind of think of it as, like, your, who you vote for. You don't have to tell anybody. True. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> but just to continue with Kelsey, what yeah. she was saying is, like, the person said, like, 
I don't know. There's always this thing of like, I'm not homo- I'm not homophobic and gay people are fine and whatever, but yeah. I feel uncomfortable if there's a gay person in the room and I'm like undressing and as if, but they've done it for as friends and then all of a sudden her sexuality like changes that in her mind. But like, I hate the idea that like, just cause someone's gay means they're attracted to you. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, same. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Like, literally- I think that that's foolish, man. It's just stupid. Like me, like if I'm like used to undressing with some dude, and, like, I find out that he's gay, like, it's not going to change anything. Just because, I mean, I know him. Like, it's not like him coming out just makes him attracted to me. Yes, you know? yes. Like, or me knowing that he's gay. Because, like, you know, chances are he was gay before I knew about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, he didn't do nothing when I was just doing it. Exactly. You know? So, like, and there's nothing that's going to change. And weird thing of, like, that the gay person is, like, going to, like, attack you or, right? like, like, no. <laughs> like, they're normal human beings. They're Literally. not going to, like, like, I don't know. This is so frustrating. Definitely. And, like, you know, if you're looking at me while I'm undressing, you know, hey. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't blame him because I look good. So it's yeah. all good, you know? And, like, hey, I might do the same thing when he's undressing. And, look, if he looks good, he looks <laughs> good. That's just what it is. Okay, you this know? is a different topic. I mean, that's kind of true, though. It is. Like, when Marcus was saying, like, him and his, like, guy friends are all over each other. Like, if one of those guy friends was gay, I don't think it should change. Yeah, like, at it's all. not going like, change nothing. Like, who cares? Like, what's homie going to do? He ain't going to do nothing. True. He's just my buddy. Yeah. All right, so uh, was that our taboo talks today? I think that was pretty good. Yeah, just so be comfortable with yourself. Don't, you know, push yourself to experiment, but definitely do it if you want. You know, there's always stuff like uh, dating apps that make it easier in college. Oh, yeah, hop on that Tinder, girl. Hop on that Tinder, bro. Um, but, yeah, college can be welcoming, but also be careful, I guess. All right, what's our last segment, Kirsten Clark? All right, so this isn't as fleshed out as segment two. But for segment three, we're going to be talking about bucket lists. Mm. So bucket lists, like what you want to do before you die. And that sounds very overwhelming (laughs) for a lot of people. And I think the concept of it is overwhelming in the sense that it's supposed to be a list of the humongous things that, you know, that give you the most adrenaline and that are life changing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But I'm here to tell you that does not have to be the case. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I tried to say something where, you know, I was just like totally surprised, but you know, I just couldn't do it. Kelsey did it for Kelsey you. Kelsey made me laugh, what? man. <laughs> so, just in terms, you know, I think it is so, so, so important to actually set goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the most important things you could ever do because I feel like it's the age old thing of like you're growing up and you're be- becoming older and older and older, and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, there's things I wanted to do that I just don't have the chance anymore to do. True. And that's sad because this world is huge. There's 7 billion other people you can meet. So many, I I mean, circumstances are different for everyone yeah. money-wise and stuff. But, like, it's okay to have goals and strive for them. I think it's a really good thing. Um, but also for the bucket list thing is, like, instead of just making a list of, like, lifetime goals you want to do. Because, first of all, you probably will never look at it again. <laughs> True. And second of all, it's, like, a lot of stuff that you don't know where to begin with, maybe. So I would say one of my tips is to do goals in terms of like years. So like one year goals, things you want to accomplish in a year, five year goals, and then 10 year goals. That's smart. Like what you want to do by those time periods. So for you when you're saying goals, like these are these also like events that you want to do or like places you want to see or are they strictly kind of just like, okay, like at this point in my life, do I want to be here, here, here? Um, For me personally, I think bucket list, you can make it very malleable. Mm-hmm. Um. I like 
I like to put events because I can then save up for them. I feel right. like it's just anything you want to work towards. Okay. Like, if you're going to go on a cruise with your family, that's not really a bucket <laughs> list thing because, like, they're probably going to pay for it all that. But, like, you want to go to this concert and it costs you $200. Um, and the next year you want to go to this concert, it's in, like, you know, nine months. Mm-hmm. Then, like, a, a goal or your bucket list thing is to save up for it and do it. I guess I'm kind of changing bucket list because I know a lot of people, it's, like, it is lifetime things. But in, like, my eyes, yeah. it's... It's just stuff you want to accomplish. And then, but like for year things, that's kind of how it is. But for five year things, that's, I f- in my opinion, that's like where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, I want to own a house and I want to be settled in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, kind of achievement things. I want to, ha- I want to be in my career by then. Um, so it's stuff you can't really like save up for, I guess the house you could, but like the career thing, it's like you have right. to work for it and there's life changes you have to make and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary though. Like what if you made this list and then like whatever five years go by and like you haven't achieved anything. Like I guess that's why they're there. So you can kind of, no, but I, yeah, sometimes like, scary. but it's also kind of cool. Cause you look back on it and it's like, if you didn't achieve those, like you probably went on a completely different path than you thought you would. Sure, That's true. Which I think is cool. Cause in like five years is a crazy amount of time, even a year, you know, it really is. And especially if you're in college, like, if you change your major and or you just completely go on a different path and you look back, you're like, whoa, I forgot how like invested I was in this path. But now I'm somewhere different and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think and 10 year obviously is going to be a little more difficult, but I think you don't have to make them crazy specific for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like. Even just like think of like how you would want to be as a ha- as a happy person when you're 10 years older. Right. Um, And I think for the longer ones, too, you don't want to put like. I want to live in New York because like <laughs> that can change a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff that just changes that are like that are opinion based. Right. I think you could probably do stuff like visit New York, but like, yes, live yes, in yes. New York could be crazy. Yeah. That's like for me, like travel stuff is big mm-hmm. uh, goal wise. Um, but also like life wise, like career wise, I think like trying to plan out how many years before you want to be in your career is really important because right. otherwise you kind of might get stuck in like smaller jobs and like, oh, I'm like not where I want to be at this point. Like, what do I need to do to change? All right, I got you. I, I like that. I like that. I mean, I I can't even add anything. I mean, you guys said it like exactly how I how I envisioned it. So, how about what are some of your five year goals? Do you guys have any or anything you want to do before you die? Since true, we can do both. Something big. Um. Well, it's not exactly big. It's very small, but it is something that I really want to do, at least within the next year, and that is I want to learn how to do an ollie <laughs> on the skateboard on my skateboard because i mean pretty much if y'all don't know an ollie is like that kind of move where it looks like you you jump with your skateboard and i want to learn how to do that because it'll make skating so much more fun and so much easier to like get around campus because i mean there's like a bunch of areas where you know i have to take ramps because the jump is just too big <laughs> for me to just ride over it with my skateboard so if I could learn how to do an ollie and just jump over everything that's like, you know, treacherous yeah. like that, like that would just make my life so much easier and more fun. So I do want to learn how to do an ollie. Do you have like, are you working on it in a certain way? Well, I was. <laughs> I had this buddy who was teaching me how to do it. And like I was learning. It was really cool. Actually, it was really cool. I think I did one good ollie. But um, I haven't been practicing in a long time. and I feel like I'm calling you out. That's not what I'm like. <laughs> no, I mean, I was. Like, that's what it was, though. Like, I was practicing, and then I just got scared because, I mean, ollies are scary. And without him there to, like, help me, like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to practice on my own. It's supposed to be Tony Hawk. 
Yeah, it's definitely not no Tony Hawk. More like Tony Knot. <laughs> Tony Knock Knock. Who's but, there? Uh, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk who? Knock Knock. Please. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all tripping. Uh, at least you started practicing though like that's a good first step like I think for year goals a lot of people don't even like start (laughs) you know because and then a year ago it's like new year's resolution things like that's true and then I think that's important like if you make this kind of list or have these ideas in your mind like you should actually kind of put forth the effort to achieve this like especially new year's resolution stuff like you really have to go back to it if you're gonna even attempt to do it um and I feel like making goals in, like, the summer is even more fun because you might have a lot more time to work on them and it's, like, fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you make a goal list like this, like, make it somewhere accessible. Put it on, like, a computer doc that you have at the bottom, you know? Like, yeah. you should really put it somewhere you can see kind of a lot. Even, like, some people put it on their wall, which is cool mm-hmm. for, like, a one-year goal. And then, like, for one-year goals, you really should try and make them specific. Like I was saying, the concert, like, put exactly how much money you need. And then I think the another next most important thing is to, like, list out how you're going to achieve it. True. Like how much you're going to save every week and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, and one thing about New Year's resolutions that I would say is um, don't buy don't buy the hype. That is nothing, man. Like if you make a goal that you can start doing on New Year's, do it when you made the goal, period. Like just do it then. There's yeah. no reason to, to hesitate or to wait until New Year's. It's just an excuse. Year. Yeah, you know, and like I get it. it. Like I've done it like year after year. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I mean – there's just no reason not to, you know, like if you can start it on January 1st, why can't you start it on, you know, September 13th or yep. whatever day we're on, you know, Good like point. just do it now and then, you know, you'll have a head start. And then by the time you get to New Year, like you'll be that much closer yeah. to whatever you were trying to do. What yeah. I always like to do, like, I guess it's kind of what you're saying, like with one year goals, but I don't know. I like to pick a specific day of like the next year. And for some reason, I just always remember the day. I'm just like, always like, okay, August 1st, by August 1st, I want to do like this. And I guess this is the same thing as you're saying, but I don't just a specific day in my mind, not even like one year from now. It's I don't know that that helps me a lot. That's good. Having a specific day can definitely like, I mean, it'll like tune you into so you have like a real yeah a real I, number I like to that. work with yeah. you know because that that's kind of like reminiscent of like assignments for school. It's yeah, like, it's like a deadline kind of stick in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about like long term goals, Marcus? Okay, let's see. Long term, uh, I want to have. I mean, of course, like you know the stereotypical answer like i want to be comfortable Mm -hmm. you know financially Mm -hmm. and so like the way i'm working that out right now is you know trying to get this degree and trying to go to grad school uh that's a well i'm studying right now for the lsat trying to get into law school i didn't know that law school yeah yeah good luck i'm not against you but but uh that's what's happening right now yeah i'm trying to be a lawyer but yo if i do that i'm gonna be rolling rolling but yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do right now, and you know, that's like the stereotypical answer. But I mean, that is like you know, yeah, I mean, that's fine one, to have you know? that as your goal. Yeah, it's like the like I said, one. it doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes, like people, their immediate thought is like, I want to go skydiving. I mean, that's great, but like, you don't We're have to make that. Skydiving. I feel like when you're, you kind of think you have to like put that on your list or something because it's so common. But like, if you that doesn't interest you, you know what I mean? You can yeah. have simpler goals. I feel like skydiving is always the immediate thing people think yeah. of on bucket list. But that is on my bucket list. Like, that's yeah, we need list. to do it. Bump a bucket list. Let's do it tomorrow. Tomorrow? What? Tomorrow. What y'all nope. doing tomorrow? I'm working all day. God dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, oh, that's another thing I was thinking. Um, If you're going to put stuff on your bucket list, put stuff that you like to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so true. And, like, put stuff um, that's that you think you could really achieve. Yeah. 
like, you can think outside the box and think crazy. That's like yeah. really cool to have goals like that, but like really kind of think them through and like, do I, how bad do I want to work for this? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I know that you, people think, you know, oh my God, like do it for the experience, but no, nah, don't do it for the experience. Do it for the experience. If you think you're going to like the experience, you know, so true. Like don't put no, you know, skydiving. If you have a terrible fear of heights <laughs> yeah. and you just hate jumping out of stuff, like don't put that on your bucket list. You know, right. you're going to regret it. Kind of like don't do something specifically for the story of it mm-hmm. like a billion other people have that story so like i don't know for me like i don't think it's important even like if i went skydiving it'd be like yeah i went skydiving i wouldn't like i don't know i don't want a billion people asking me about it like it's a common right. a lot of people do it yeah and i think people just do it for like the story but it's like there's not even a story there i guess i don't know no i get you like there are for example some roller coasters that I, in my opinion, like people only take for the story to say, hey, I rode this roller coaster. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me. I mean, some of those roller coasters, like I saw them and I love roller coasters. And I was like, I will never ride that because it just looks like, you know, you're going to die on the thing. And I'm not trying to die on it. And even if I don't die, which is, you know, likely. (laughs) But, uh, you know, even if I don't die, I feel I'll feel so terrible. You know, like I would take the ride and just, you know, probably want to puke. So, like, I'm not trying to do stuff like that. I get that. But also, I think some people... Just do it for the experience, though. Like, even if it was some terrifying thing, like, a lot of people are, like, adrenaline junkies. And I think if you want to do it for the experience, do it for the experience. Um, But also, I don't think, like, you don't have to have, like, super serious, like, things. Like, you can have kind of, like, trivial things. Like, maybe one day in the future, like, I would want this. Like, I've always wanted to own a movie theater. And, like, right now, that is not my career path, like, at all. But, like, if I ever got wealthy enough, I've always wanted to just, like, buy an old theater and, like, renovate it and just kind of, like, build it up. Kelsey Cinema. Kelsey Cinema, coming to you and honestly, like it's that's catchy. <laughs> Kelsey Cinema, bye. I kind of like it because <laughs> uh, you came up with it. True. Well, yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Like, even if you just have kind of sideline goals for your life, like I don't think those are bad to have. Or even things that are completely different than your, like you said, career path. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't know, I can't think of anything. <laughs> no. But like, if you wanna get really into painting and your goal is to make a uh, get an art show but like you're an accountant like that's fine yeah like that's actually really cool so i think you should try and spread yourself out to different stuff if you think you're if you like that makes you excited to think about like well painting and art show if that's like an exciting thing to you then Mm -hmm. i think you should put on your list and work for it work toward it definitely and i think really quick to like you were saying you can do it for the experience and i Mm -hmm. agree um and what Marcus says is do stuff you think you'll like. I kind of think, like, not that you'll like, because, like, what if skydiving terrifies you, but, like, you really want to experience yeah. that. I think it's kind of the line where we, I think we're all on the same page, but we just worded it differently. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are think you're going to be scared of something, that's fine, but as long as you, like, deep down, you're like, wow, I really want to do this. Yeah. Then you should do it. I feel you. Also, um, life is just very short. Like, um, I know my mom, like, she died at age 44, but she was, like, obsessed with Hawaii, like, entire life and she always wanted to go and she never went um so just stuff like that i think i mean obviously like don't just jump a plane and go to hawaii or whatever if you want to do that but i don't you should also think like hey what do i really want to do in this lifetime let me do it while i can especially um trip stuff like when you get older it's literally impossible like especially if you're in america like they do not give you vacation yeah like it sucks to work here honestly it's like (laughs) vacation time compared to other countries is ridiculously low yeah so if you have some summers or something uh, i i mean obviously again like i said circumstance money wise right. but like you should really really try you can always find 
very cheap flights and stuff. It might be a little sketchy. But I just think, like like you said, like just try and, and especially I think going and seeing places is a, like one of the things I want to do the most. I yeah. think that's really fulfilling to do. Definitely. Beautiful. Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap it up with our question of the week, which I'm going to pull up here. And it is submitted by David T. So thanks for listening to the podcast. What's if up, David? DT. Shout out, David. Uh-oh. DT, Donald Trump. Oh, no. <laughs> it, this is from Donald Trump. Uh, no. And this is a bit of a long question, but I'm going to read it out. Okay. So David T. asks, where do I draw the line for self-improvement? From entertainment moguls to business executives, they all preach to our generation about a focus on self-improvement beyond all else. But if it impedes on relationships with my friends and family, how do I know when I should take a step back to stop focusing on myself and rescue those relationships I used to hold more dear? Should I take a step back? Or is it on them to acknowledge the fact that I'm investing time into myself, and when I'm ready and feel more comfortable with my own person, I'll be ready to continue those relationships? Wow. Yo, David, you out here with the questions, bro. What's up? Thanks, David. (laughs) Uh, This is a tough one, because... I definitely see that like I even on the podcast, I've wanted to preach like self-improvement and like how to, you know, self-improve. But it is a thing that's constantly shoved down our throats, I think. And sometimes too much self-improvement can kind of make you like isolated and take you away from like important things in life. So it's a weird balance. Yeah, I think like, okay, self-improvement's great and stuff. But like, I don't know. There's a lot of things with young people these days of like, skip three days of work, lie (laughs) in bed all, you know, like. I'm sorry, but that's not self-improvement at all. Like, you're jeopardizing, like, your job and, like, your future self is going to hate you for this. And also mm-hmm. with the relationship thing is, like, you can't expect people to wait around until you're better. Yeah. Like, if you, you know, like, um, if you have depression or something, like, that's very different. But, like, if you're just, like, intentionally ignoring people because you're, quote, unquote, working on yourself and improving yourself, like, if they leave, you can't be surprised, right. like, after a while. So I think because life is always about other people as well like you are not individual in this life like your relationships are whether you like it or not a huge part of your life mm-hmm. um until like they start leaving you're kind of going to realize how that feels so and i think self-improvement can kind of tie into your relationships too like maybe yes. you're improving yourself by being in these relationships very true so maybe you should like not step back but like go forward with these people and like connect with them even more and like do things with them even if it kind of takes away like your evening of staying in bed or whatever it may be. You're like your bath bomb bath, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so accurate. Yo, Kelsey, she, you hit exactly what I was trying to say. Um, I feel as though self-improvement is not a solo act. So it's not as though you are only working on yourself and that you need to be isolated, but rather self-improvement. I mean, sure. Like obviously there's going to be parts of it where you don't need other people. So, you know, if you want to work on, I don't know, your strength, like you can go to a gym and, you know, I guess work on that or like you want to work on your, your, I don't know, something where you can work on it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that you can do that by yourself. But for example, like if you want to work on your patience, right? I mean, doesn't that require other people? Right. Like patience requires other people. I mean, if you want to work on your love, that requires other people. You want to work on pretty much anything like relationships that requires other people. Almost everything that we do. I mean, like you said earlier, Kelsey, like we're social people, so we're going to interact with others. So I feel like most of what we can improve on is going to somehow involve someone else. So we shouldn't have to like cut off anybody really. Now, of course, I can understand maybe you got some random friends and they might be distracting you or like Mm -hmm. some random acquaintances that really don't help you with anything. Like maybe cut them off. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. 
Like I can, I, I know a couple of people I could just be like, all right, I'm not going to really talk to you just because yeah. you're not really helping me. But I mean, there are definitely people, especially like in your close group of friends and family that, you know, while you're improving yourself, like they are helping you improve yourself, you know? Yeah. And then you're helping them also improve themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel as though motivation is the easiest with other people. So if you have people motivating you, like you'll help, they'll help you do better. And then you'll help them do better. Like you all just self-improve together. True. That being said, I don't think it's bad to sometimes take a step back and like reevaluate again. Like even if like those acquaintances who you might want to cut off or like even toxic people in your life. Like I think it's fine to kind of, you know, get away from it all for a little bit. But I don't think it's important to kind of step so far back that you kind of lose your relationships. Like maybe take like, like take a night off if you need it. But like don't cut other people off who don't deserve it or who can help you like Marcus was saying. And I don't know. Yeah, ain't no reason to cut people off, like, unless they're toxic, you know? Like, if those people are really, like, just hurting you, I mean, yeah, then you can cut them off. But, like, besides that, there's no reason to cut those other people off, you know? Like Kelsey said, take a night off, you know, get in the the bubble bath, (laughs) you know, do the bath bomb. I mean, I don't know. What else do y'all do? Get the glass of wine, you know, got the Chardonnay, got the Moscato (laughs) on the side, you know? whatever it's all good but yeah you don't have to cut off people especially if those people are actually helpful in your life i agree but also i think like the term toxic is very strong and i think if people annoy you Mm -hmm. or frustrate you with your opinions or are like deteriorating themselves and like are just negative all the time that can really bring you down without being toxic it's just more like a downer you are you can fully like take the initiative to say to like not talk to them as much but like i feel like you shouldn't just stop talking to them you should like maybe give an explanation or like hey you've been down a lot recently like maybe try and help them out first but like people like that where it's like it seems like a small problem at first and you're like okay well they're just they're just kind of negative but like i'm gonna stay the same but like that can actually really affect you and like make you negative just as much as them so i think people like that you also if it's like really kind of bringing you down you don't need that in your life i agree and I don't know, like, if you, like Kirsten said, like, if you address it, like, be like, hey, I just need some time off for a little bit. Like, if you are up front with them and don't just kind of, like, ghost them or whatever, then, you know, maybe they can understand. Maybe they can help you further. Yeah. And David says, like, uh, when he feels more comfortable with his own person, then he'll continue those relationships. And, you know, maybe that's his prerogative. And if you want to be more comfortable, then, like, do whatever you see fit. But I don't think that means just pushing people away. I think that's a good point to end on, ladies and gents. So good luck, David. Thanks for your question. Yeah, appreciate it, David. All right, guys. I think we're going to sign off for the night. All right, that was a good one. All right, uh, well, I'm Marcus. Kelsey. I'm Kirsten. Okay. Uh. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace.